I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to Resource, Real Talk About Louisville Real Estate. I'm your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts & Associates. Reaching for my dot loop squishy ball, you know if you are a regular listener to the podcast that I always got something funny in my hand. Could be a baseball, a football, could be this Flagstar Bank pumpkin. A uh, lot of nervous energy when it, when it comes to standing in front of a microphone, talking with yourself for 30 minutes. Anyway, I digress. Uh, without further ado, we'll just do a quick housekeeping. Uh, you're listening to us live, hopefully on YouTube. Uh, we go live here once a week on Wednesdays, right about noon. Uh, we certainly and sincerely appreciate your regular attendance here. You can also find us anywhere we podcast, all over the socials. I'll detail that for you at the end of the episode. So jumping right in, because I got a lot of work and a lot of ground to cover today. I you know, had the idea that we were going to do something a little different this week. Um, did a little bit of research, a little bit of prior prep. Um, I've been known to show and go from time to time, but this week is it's required for me to do a little prep, which I don't mind doing because I like bringing you good, you know, good content, usable, functional, um, to teach lessons that you need to learn to be successful in this game of residential real estate. Now, that being said, it has been really timely for me to consider. Now, I, I don't know exactly. I guess I could probably pop open my handy-dandy spreadsheet here and tell you that we have added one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, yeah, probably yeah, eight agents. We've added eight agents to JT Pitts and Associates within the recent months. I'll take that back through probably December of 2021. And you know, it's no secret if you watch this podcast, if you're a regular consumer of our content, you know that the majority of what I do is I coach, lead, mentor, train, and 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 inspire new to the industry real estate agents. That's how we build our team. That's how we've built our company. That's what most of my content is directed to because the information that I share is, you know, tried and true and traditional, but also a little bit progressive for today's real estate agent. Um, our industry has seen a substantial amount of growth over the recent years, and we've tried our best to take advantage of that through adding very, very successful, accomplished, exciting, inspired team members to our organization. Um, but that being said, you know, I talked to you last week about the four things, the four questions that we ask ourselves when we evaluate someone to join our team you know, what questions and what answers we're looking for to those questions. And again, it's a question that we ask ourselves. It's not the trope um, interview kind of questions that you'll see. Where do you see yourself in five years? We have conversations. We believe in discussing with individuals the things that we, you know, that make them tick, that make us tick, 
we like to explain who we are. We like to help them understand what they're getting themselves into. We like to be transparent the same way we are with clients. We like to set the proper context. We, we don't shy away from difficult conversations. But even then, throughout that process, if we get an answer, a yes answer to all those four questions that we're hoping to get an, a yes answer to, even if we feel really excited about somebody joining our team, every once in a while, there is someone that fails to have success instantly. Sometimes there are people that fail to succeed at all. And that's with any endeavor you're going to find that there's going to be some flame out, right? There's going to be a percentage of failure. And I thought it would be fun to look back at some of the recent additions to our organization. Well, maybe not just recent you know, additions because we keep data. We're data nerds. We have the launch process, the first three months, the first 30 days of key performance indicators for people that have joined our team over the years. And I'm going to today outline for you four case studies, agent A, agent B, agent C, agent D. Okay. Again, could be recent, could be long-term team members, but what I'm going to share with you is their individual key performance indicators at certain times, specifically agent A and agent B will be evaluated after three months, three months with the team. Agent C and agent D, I will be evaluating after one month with the team. So everyone here goes through an onboarding process, an onboarding process that is self-led, self-paced, and extensive in explaining what we believe is integral to success in this game of residential real estate. So each and every one of these agents has been given the same tools, the same tips, has the same staff, given the same leads, op opportunities with leads. They just have to do what we've told them is necessary for success. Now, there's a little bit of flex with respect to personality. There's a little bit of flex as it pertains to certain skill sets, certain people just excel. But the truth is, what I found is that the people that get in action, the people that value proactivity, the people that get in action and do first, ask questions later, have greater levels of success. So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into Agent A, three months in the business. Agent B, three months in the business. Agent C, one month in the business. Agent D, one month in the business. And these are, these are four separate agents. Okay? And I'm going to talk to you about some individual characteristics of each that either predict success or predict failure. And I'm even going to have Patrick put these numbers up on the screen for you here in a moment. But before I do that, I'm going to reiterate, action is key. Key performance indicators, KPIs, are things that you track and measure. What you expect, you should inspect. The things that you examine tend to grow. And when you don't examine something, it tends to wilt. It tends to flounder. It tends to not come to fruition. So let's, let's start off with uh, Agent A. Agent A. I evaluate Agent A 
And we're going to wait. I'm going to give you all these numbers, and then we'll put all four up on the screen, and then I will and then I will review those. But Agent A was always around the office. For the first three months, it was the person that was there when I get here. It's the person that's still here when I leave. When I have meetings or trainings for this team that are available to everyone, attendance is not ever required. This person attended 100% of all meetings offered, all trainings offered within that first three-month period of time. If that tells you anything, okay, the effort was there. I also track hours prospected. It's a KPI that's a little fuzzy and a little different and easy to lie about, Um, but I don't want to be a micromanager. I don't want to make people turn in call sheets. I don't want to pull reports from the CRM, and I don't want to sit there and say, you should be dialing the phone this number of times per day because your day may not allow for that. I say you should spend a certain amount of time of concerted effort prospecting for new business. And one-hour time blocks are a KPI for us, blocking everything else out and sitting down to focus on new lead generation conversion or you know nurturing leads that you've already been in communication with in the past, that is an hour of prospecting. That could be talking to your sphere of influence, returning you know lead calls to Zillow leads or Realtor.com or Homelight leads or you know website hits or calling back people from an open house. It could be literally anything with the design to actively generate new opportunities, hours prospected. So once again, Agent A, 100% meeting attendance, 100% meeting and training attendance, 76 hours prospected within the first three-month time span. Within the first three months, okay, 76 hours. That's on average just north of 25 hours prospected per month. Now let's take for a moment and realize that there are only 20 working days in a month. So that is essentially more than six actively, you know, time-blocked hours of prospecting done per week. That's more than one per day, Monday through Friday, for the first three months that you're ever in the business. Now, I also track sphere conversations, which is conversations with your sphere of influence. This person had zero which I dislike, but I also provide a ton of leads and the fastest business is the most transactional business. So this person decided to prioritize and maybe he just didn't know it was a thing that happens sometimes and didn't, you know, report his sphere conversations, but basically, um, basically he didn't prioritize sphere of influence conversations. He, he prioritized calling back leads, leads that raise their hand that that have said that they are ready to conduct business right away. I don't blame him there. He's trying to get started, um, you know, get things moving. This person was was shot out of a cannon. Uh, probably could have used some more context, some more conversation with sphere of influence, but you know, we won't uh, we won't fault them for for the activity that they did in fact have. All right. In addition to that, those hours of prospecting yielded 22 buyer appointments. Now, early in your career in real estate, your buyer appointments 
tend to be your most reliable source of business. In this market, it's tough. You got to fight through multiple offers. You got to do all sorts of things. You got to spend a lot of time. But there's, you know, the market holds the buyer's agent less accountable for success than it holds the listing agent. So newer agents tend to gravitate towards buyers. Also, newer agents tend to gravitate toward first-time buyers, and first-time buyers don't have a don't have a house to sell. So, and it's a much less complex transaction when you're only helping someone purchase without having the logistics of having to sell and move and purchase all at the same time. So, 22 buyer appointments. The hours of prospecting also produced four listing appointments for a total of 26 appointments in the first three months. Now, once again. If you consider that there's 20 working days in a month, Monday through Friday, that's 60 over the course of three months, 26 appointments is nearly half of the working days that this person has been in the industry. So half an appointment per day with a new prospect. I should say this also for clarity's sake, this is not the person showing houses to one buyer 22 separate times. This is 22 unique buyer clients and four unique seller clients. That's an incredible amount of conversion for someone who has been in the business less than three months. Now, of those 26 clients, this particular agent put eight of them under contract to transact real estate. Eight of 26. That's an incredible ratio when you consider it's almost a third of the clients this person had had appointments with. And we've already closed two transactions. Now, the other six will likely close as well. It's just a matter of time. But, you know, we've got an incredible, an incredibly high bar set with Agent A for three months in the business. Once again, 100% meeting attendance, 76 hours prospected, no sphere conversations, but 26 total appointments yielding eight pending transactions and two closings in three months. Pretty incredible start. Now, conversely, let's move on to Agent B, also in the business for three months. Agent B was a little more sparse, only eight percent meeting attendance. And I guess I'll go through it rather quick because the next two metrics are actually rather disappointing. We've got zero hours prospected. Now, the person may have prospected and just not reported them. Like I told you before, I'm not a micromanager, so I don't chase people and ask them for their numbers because the truth is, as you've seen exemplified with Agent A, following the system produces the results. The person who is the exemplary, you know, example in this, in this case is the person who came to all the meetings, showed up at the office more than anyone else and put in the work. It's easy to find distraction away from the office when you're brand new. There's plenty of crowdsourced information to be consumed when you're here. So once again, 0% or excuse me, 8% meeting attendance, zero hours prospected, zero sphere conversations. So no conversations about real estate with people you know. 
six buyer appointments. This person was able to, to wrangle up six buyer appointments over the first three months. That's on average, two buyer appointments per month pales in comparison to the 22 buyer appointments put out there by Agent A. Um, but it's not nothing. And if you had an extremely high level of conversion, a little more activity and a little more pipeline and a little more follow-on, I would say that that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But in addition to the six buyer appointments, there were zero listing appointments. And surprisingly, or not surprisingly, I should say, zero pending transactions with zero closings. So, as you can probably guess, and you've heard me say before, the activities produce the results. The lead indicator produces the lag measure. Right? This is cause and effect. You cause the effect. The effect is closings, income in your pocket. You cause that by getting pending transactions. And before that, by writing offers that can be accepted. And before that, by you know, conducting showing appointments and buyer consultations and listing appointments. And before that, prospecting up opportunities and getting people to agree to meet with you. And before that, literally showing up at the office, learning what to do, how to do, and answering your telephone. And if not answering your phone, as is frankly a luxury for our team and not very many others out there. If you don't answer the phone, then you got it. Or you don't have leads ringing your phone like we do. You got to pick up the phone and dial it outbound. You got to generate reasons for people to talk to you about what it is that you do. All right, let's move on to number or to, to our third example, which is agent C one month in the business, literally this is the production from one month. Much like Agent A, fortunately, Agent C has attended 75% of meetings and trainings within their first 30 days with the company. For perspective, I've shared before, I offer a Monday morning meeting, I offer a Wednesday training, I offer a Friday training. That's three opportunities per week. And sometimes special trainings, you know, surrounding those, but at minimum three a week. So that's 12 opportunities in the course of a month's time. And this person attended nine of 12. That's pretty good for an agent that is busy and actively working. That's pretty decent. hundred percent is out overwhelmingly positive, but 75% is good. During that same month, this person conducted 16 hours of prospecting, not quite the average that you saw in you in, in agent A, but 16 is certainly admirable. That is, you know, just shy of four prospecting hours per work week. That is Monday through Thursday, taking Friday off, at least getting one hour of concerted prospecting in, or as Tom Ferry would call it, an hour of power, four out of five days in the course of a week. We can certainly do better. Anyone can do anything they want, frankly, because it's just not that hard. But, you know, agents are busy people and the market's challenging if I would never turn my nose up at 16 hours. All right, moving on from there, this person had three sphere conversations. So they did prioritize talking to their network. I could see those numbers get beefed up a lot. But they did at least make the gesture of having conversations about real estate with three people they knew before they joined the team. Beyond that, 
of those 16 hours prospecting and those three sphere conversations, they generated four buyers of buyer appointments in a month. That's about one a week. And it's not a crazy low number, in fact, when you're talking about unique buyer prospects, unique opportunities to do real estate. Um, the majority of those were showing appointments. We do make a distinction between showing appointments and consults, but for showing appointments over the course of your first month with the team is pretty incredible. One a week is not bad. If you did that 52 weeks out of the year and you lost 70 and you lost 25% of your clients just to, you know, in action, you're still going to do 40 transactions in a year. So that's a pretty good pace. In addition to the four buyer appointments, this person did two listing appointments. Pretty, pretty good. Listing appointments are tough. They did half as many. If you'll remember, Agent A only did four listing appointments compared to 22 buyer appointments over the course of three months. So this agent is actually outpacing Agent A, uh, who, who is the example to follow when it comes to listing business. In addition to those two listing appointments, this person had two transactions go pending within their very first month. Obviously, haven't closed any because 30 days, a cl- inside of 30 days of closing would be an anomaly. But two pendings in your first month with our team is incredible. It sure beats the idea of waiting potentially three to six months for any income, as most would have you believe when you get into the real estate industry. The fact of the matter is when you join my team, business is readily available immediately. May take you 30 to 45 days to get closed. May take you 30 to 45 days to get one under contract and another 30 to 45 to close. But most often, our agents, especially the ones that get in action, get closed business nearly immediately. So once again, one month in the business, Agent C is a phenomenal example of what it takes to get in action right away. Now let's move on to Agent C, Agent D, excuse me, Agent D, our fourth example. And actually, uh, you know, Patrick, you can go ahead and throw it up on the screen now. So while I'm talking about it, I just didn't want to bury my lead. Agent D, attendance, 38%. So of those 12 opportunities, this person was more like four or five of 12. Um, I would say below par in terms of what my expectations are. But once again, meetings and trainings are not required. We're self-employed here. This person also did zero hours of prospecting. I noticed them doing some social media and some other things, um, but, but never on the phone, actively calling the leads that are available, following up with you know people that are in the hopper, in the pipeline, needing to be engaged, none of that. They had two sphere conversations, which is great. Do appreciate the sphere conversations, but you know it kind of goes along with you know your your little bit fa- the failure to launch kind of prototype that activities you know especially more intense activities like phone conversations they tend to get left by the wayside and as you can also see as we move forward this person had z- has had zero buyer appointments zero listing appointments and has no pendings we're not going to fault them for not having any closed but um, because it's only 30 days but once again the lead measure produces the lag indicator and what you'll see out of agent d is the concern that they're fearful about interpersonal interactions 
Okay, they'll have the conversations with people they know, but they won't have conversations with the people they don't. Moving backwards to Agent B, once again with the six buyer appointments, the no hours prospected, that's more the 8% meeting attendance. That's more of just an overall kind of disconnect. This person may be talented. This person probably is quite talented, but they are not focused. They are distracted. They are looking for other ways to fill their time and probably not at all committed to the career of being a residential real estate agent, at least not one at a high level, at least not one as their primary source of income, at least not one that is going to you know, go from a C player to a B player, ultimately to an A player. Now, it's obvious that Agent A has been able to consistently put in the effort over the first three months. And it's obvious that Agent C is off to a pretty decent start. So longevity is is something to watch out for. But what I hope to do today is show you all that the proof is in the pudding. This business is not easy but is also not complex. The people that have success, they show up early, they stay late, they come consistently, they, th- they crave and have a thirst for knowledge. Knowledge is needed because that is what is required to stay proactive. Anyone who doesn't feel like they can adequately have conversations about residential real estate is going to be hesitant to have conversations about residential real estate. No one likes to feel like they're not smart, they're not prepared. No one likes to feel like they have to do anything. So the frank the frank nature of this situation is that people just when they don't feel prepared, they don't do anything. They check out. They move on. They get a they get a part-time job. They wait for people to find them. And trust me, guys, there's more than 5,000 real estate agents in this, con- in this county. There's more real estate agents in this country than there ever have been before. We're teetering on the brink of stagflation or recession, potentially with rising interest rates and really small supply. Demand has had fluctuations over the last 18 months that are pretty substantial. You know, you're, it's not just going to happen for you because you hang your shingle, you hang your license, you, you put it on your Facebook profile, and people are just going to find you. No, this is a challenging market that requires a credible professional. A credible professional is someone who comes from a place of abundance, not scarcity. They don't say to themselves, yeah, I would go to that meeting, but I could pick up another shift instead and make 12 bucks an hour instead of making 45 to $85 an hour as a real estate agent, depending on how good you are at what you do. You can't lose the forest for the trees, guys. If you're in real estate right now and you are within the sound of my voice, I will give you some advice. Bad markets require twice the work for half the money. 
And even if we're heading for a recession, what I can tell you is that a recession is not necessarily unhealthy for real estate. We have an extreme supply-demand disparity right now. We still have historically low interest rates, even if they are above 5%. Home affordability is not what it once was, even six months ago. Yes, it is out of the ordinary for such a disparity to to exist within a six-month period. But these times are not for the faint of heart. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. And from this, it's very clear that agent A is going to be successful. Agent C, if they can keep it up, is going to be successful. Agent B has almost assuredly sealed their fate that if something doesn't change dramatically and drastically, and yes, it can, it's just unlikely because they've shown a 90-day in the business you know, track record for doing little to nothing to drive themselves forward. Agent D is teetering 30 days in upon a decision that says, do I become like Agent A or Agent B? And this is not meant to judge anyone, to disappoint anyone. In fact, you know, I won't even share the ultimate outcomes that, it, that, that correspond with these four people. And these are very real numbers at play within our business. These are developments that we have observed in real time. But they all had the same circumstances. They all had the same opportunities. They all made choices. But were their choices the right ones? pretty simple, frankly. It's not hard. Or excuse me, I always confuse myself. It's not complex. It it sometimes is hard, but it's certainly not complex. Show up, show out. If you do what is required, you will live a life that others cannot. It's It's very simple. So I've talked about this many a time, and I've talked about it in mostly, you know, a philosophical kind of subjective way. So I wanted to come to you today and bring the receipts. It is almost certain that Agent A will be a quarter million dollar a year or greater agent in this industry in the not too distant future. I hope Agent C is heading for the same thing. Agent B is heading out of the business Agent D needs a major course correction, and it's obvious, even 30 days into their career. I hope if you're a new agent that is looking to get in this industry and have success, that you model yourself after Agent A. There is no activity. There is no question. There is, no, there is nothing that is too insignificant to ask. There is nothing that is too insignificant to do or plan for. It's just that simple. Put in the work get the results. Certain people are going to be more apt to have success faster, but by and large, the delta between agent A and agent B is simply effort. It's simply effort. And once again, how you do anything is how you do everything. All right, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, As a reminder, find us on the socials uh, at, well, 
at J Pitts Realtor on Instagram is our primary distribution point for all of our content, reels, um, you know, stories, feed posts, engage with us there. I have a goal to get to 10,000 followers before the end of the year. We just passed 7,000. So thank you for your support. Share, tag, like, follow, hit that little heart button, smash it on my face. Use my, use my boom, uh, gifts on the stories. We would love, uh, love you to, you know, engage with, with us over there. Uh, also another major growth piece of, or, or avenue of content for us is TikTok. We're doing our best to kind of build our following there. Lots of new followers there. So we appreciate you very much. That's at J underscore pits. You can find me on Twitter at JTPA Louisville, where I posted three things that a brand new agent needs to do right away. These are things that agent A probably did. Agent C is probably in the middle of, but Agent B and Agent D probably did not do. So go check me out. That is in my Twitter feed, at JTPA Louisville uh, on Twitter right now. You can find us facebook.com slash The Resource Podcast. You can find us anywhere where you podcast for the audio versions of these episodes. Um, Apple Podcasts uh, and Spotify are our two preferred platforms for you to follow, like, share, and review. Five stars only. If it's four stars, just cruise on past. Um, we don't we don't need any of those four stars bringing us down. We do appreciate your listenership, though. And if you don't like me, just tell me to my face. That would be cool. Um, one more thing that I should remind you of is our sister piece of content, JTP University. We're putting out lots of quick hits, which are single, solitary question and answer sessions. We're putting those out on Reels and TikTok, 30-second episodes. I mostly have stayed on topic and within our 30-second of you know, window there. I think I went like 37 seconds, like once or twice. But, um, you know, for the most part, we're staying on point there. We're going to be producing many more of those and some new fresh ideas and things. We like coming to you with uh, real estate specific content. So we appreciate your support in all ways. Like I said, don't be agent B, don't be agent D, be agent A or agent C. Agent A is killing it. Um, I'm really, really proud of him. But um, yeah, that's all I got for you today. We really appreciate you coming to us um, You know, for all things real estate here in Louisville. Once again, I am Jay Pitts, broker owner of REMAX Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts & Associates. We'll see you soon.